Ladies and gentlemen, Tony and Mike on the mic, back at it again. This back is our the saddle. This is our fourth podcast episode. Mike Posey fourth? over here. Fourth? Both fourth, yeah. Fourth, really? Mike Posey, my partner over here, is the uh, the brains of the, uh, <laughs> no, of the operation. No, I am not the brains. Although I have a big, I have it like a, I'm sorry. I have like about seven head. Seven head, yeah. Yeah. So you... Some of you guys watching this might not know that we are we're actually in Florida, and today, for some reason, this morning, it was forty-five degrees. Yes, it was. It was cold. And for me, it was a an extra bunch of work that I had to do because I had to go up in the attic and get out my winter shorts. <laughs> ah, the old winter shorts. Oh, Boom. yeah, that was a double jobber. All right. Winter shorts. So, wait a minute. What are winter shorts, Tony? Well, they're... They're winter shorts. The kind that your grandmother would, would make with, uh, like, the thick wool, you know, by hand. No, I, I wouldn't know about thick wool, Tony. And No, no. Well, they just um, have more insulation. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, okay, so that's how good. did that work for you, those winter shorts? I felt comfy. Well, oh, you boy. know, and um, that's important. It's important to feel comfy. I'm telling you. Well, you burn hot anyways, don't you? Oh, man. So I got to tell you, I went for a job interview today. Oh, all right. I just looking for it. some part-time because I'm a realtor, but I want to do something part-time. All right. So this young lady that was interviewing me had all kinds of questions. She was really good at it. You know, she had a list of questions. So what are some of your strengths, you know? So I'd say stuff like, you know, I'm a team player. I'm a quick learner. I know enough not to mess up your system if it's already working, so I'm not going to try to change the, the, the system you have in place. You know, I told a bunch of things like that. If I have some ideas that I think might work do, based on my experience in sales for 45 years, I'm not sure it's going to do it. I'm going to come to you and supervisors and ask them if they, if they like the idea, then I'll do it. If not, then I won't. I'll just work your system. So she really liked everything I had to say. And then she said, so what are some of your weaknesses? I said, well, my weakest, biggest weakness probably is that I'm too honest. And you are to a fault, I think. So she said, well, I don't think being honest is a weakness. So I said, I don't give a shit what you think. <laughs> so I didn't get the job. <laughs> but you were honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they loved it. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. They're still cheering about listening. <laughs> okay, guys, that's, that's enough. That's enough. Please. Come on. You're embarrassing me now. Please. Stop. Come on! <laughs> so much. with a toy. This, I'm telling you. This crowd is too much. It is. It's a too much crowd. So, um, we have not been on the air. But I told you I think about my... Uh, think God, about he, what he interrupts me. Do you see what he does? He interrupts me. That's because he you likes feel? to control me. I don't, I don't want to be controlled. He's a controller. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go so ahead. what... Uh, Terry and I have been married for 43 years. Wow, 43 years. It's amazing, isn't it? It is. Especially so, you. For the 43rd anniversary, <laughs> we didn't do anything special. So is I this the, mic on? Yeah. Okay. So I have this idea that for the 45th anniversary, I'm going to take it to Italy. What do you think of that? I think that's, you know something? Uh, I think that's fantastic. So now for the 50th anniversary, I'm going to go back to Italy and see if she's still there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
what happened, Tony? You didn't come back with your wife. Did you leave her on the cruise? No, we didn't take a cruise. I just left her there. <laughs> you know what you would say? Thank Good. You. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. When I go back for the 50, see if she's there. She'll be there, but she won't be looking for me. <laughs> She'll be hanging out with Vito. Vito and the boys. So in my household... Sleeping with... He'll be sleeping with fishes. Just so you know, in my household, I'm the boss. Do you know why? No, why? Because my wife said I could be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, now that's something that you have to endure that I don't have to endure. So you must have single. something serious to talk about. Um, I was just going to ask everybody, because um, like I said, we have not um, recorded a podcast in a while. And I believe the holiday came and went. So I guess what I would like to ask is, how was your Thanksgiving, first of all? Well, so this year, for the first time ever, I shot my own turkey. You did? Yeah. So the people at the frozen food section over at Walmart were all upset about it. <laughs> what the heck is the matter with them? <laughs> <laughs> I can just everybody's kind of you're standing there around the big you know the, usually they're a gathering of those yeah, a yeah. big refrigerator full of them you know and you're just standing there with your shotgun and people start to go what the hell <laughs> and you just that's mine yes <laughs> phew oh, so when I says that one's mine I just shot it <laughs> and like with, with those muzzle loaders I don't mean like you know like a boom I mean like a those muzzle loaders like so you, you were you there. Be there. You got to be there. You have to be there to know that. So you were there. Oh, I was. Yeah, you, you said I was. It. Yeah. You know what the sound was? Uh, yeah. Yeah, the muzzle loader. Those things that you got to pack them. You know, you put the big ball in there and they pack them. You know, like how much did they know how? How much did you put in there? Enough. How's much is enough? Oh, that's enough right there. No idea. I mean, you know, I mean, like it's a difference between. And then, like, I put a bunch in there. Food! You know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Just saying. So, on Thanksgiving, on Adderall's we, kicking in. Do you eat the part of the turkey that goes over the fence last? Do I what? Eat the part of the turkey that goes over the fence last. I hope not. Some people like that. Um, okay, I won't put that down, but why? I don't know. I don't do it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't do it. I don't do it. I don't do it. So I saw this video on uh, YouTube where this kid was helping his mother, you know, prepare the, the turkey. Yeah. So she said, reach in the cavity, there's some stuff in there, the giblets or whatever, giblets, whatever they call them. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't do that. So he's reaching in there and he's got these bags oh, and he's looking at giblets. them. Giblets. So here's the funny part. Bad enough, he chopped his freaking head off, okay, and then like, like, Cooked him in this, you know, you, 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 you cream it, you cremated him. For, well, no, hold on. Let's go through the process. Whack! Head comes off and puts him into an oven, you know what I mean? And then after all of that, of course, wait a minute, did I say take everything out of him? Then after all that, the poor thing's got to be have some kid stick his hand in there and pull out of his, his giblets. What is a giblet, anyways? Is that a gallbladder? Or yeah, well, what is it? Kidneys, all that stuff. So, anyway, <laughs> so here's a funny part. All right, go ahead. So the kid reached in to grab the other thing. Yeah, the giblets. We got that before. Okay. And then he reached in and he you got. Mean there's the, more than the giblets. The neck was in there. The neck. But he got he got almost sick, like he was going to vomit. 
because he thought the neck was oh. the penis of the turkey. Oh. He was like, oh, seriously, it was, it was so funny. His mother was laughing and all this. It was really funny. Okay. You yeah. lost me at just giblets, really. Yeah, yeah giblets. You, know you lost me at giblets. I should have uh, stopped at giblets. should have stopped at giblets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, it, it just made me, I was watching the old, uh, the other night, I was watching uh, the old um, Sylvester Stallone in the latest, you know, I hope probably the last Rambo. But um, at the end, he has a bad guy, and he like he sticks his big old Rambo knife in there in the guy's chest cavity, you know, like, and then just slices down his chest, Ooh. and then reaches into his chest, and of course pulls out his heart. You know, it's like I think it was still beating. You know, it's got, <laughs> which I kind of find a little bit weird because I thought that like you know, first of all. Probably by the time you get the knife into him and halfway down, you're dead. But the guy still lived all the way down to there. And then Sylvester reached into his chest cavity and pulled out his and ripped out his heart that was still beating. And the guy's kind of like looking at it. So I thought that was a little bit much. You know, can you do that? So I got to give you some advice. Yeah. Stop watching those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's just where my mind went when so that, you remember yeah. on, on Rocky when, uh, the, when he first won the first fight and he had some money yeah and these investors were talking to him because they wanted him to invest the money in, in some of the things that they were you know pushing pushing and one of the guys says you know the real good thing right now is condos I mean it's really really famous and Sylvester said oh no I never use them <laughs> <laughs> you remember that that's a true, true thing from the movies <laughs> I never, I never use. Yo, I never use them. No, I, Adrian. Yo, I never use them, Adrian. Adrian, Adrian. You know, and then over there, you know, Rocky, Rocky, Adrian, Adrian. <laughs> Oh God. Okay, come on. So what are you drawing over there? You, keep... you know what? It 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 is a um. It is my way of thinking. Um. I'm doodling and I write little things down and it helps me go along. Because we're actually, a lot of times we prepare for these shows and then sometimes we just shoot. And um, it's fun because it actually when you watch both formats, it's both have interesting um, points about them. So, um, But my big thing was, once again, one more time, I wanted to ask, you never told me, well, your Thanksgiving was good. good. How did you find it with COVID and everything? Do you have a, do you have a big family? I did, but we didn't all get together like we used to. Okay, yeah. So I went to Terry's brother's house. He's over in Brandon. Okay. And he had a couple of people they worked with, and so it's just seven yeah. of us all together. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. So uh, you talk about movies a lot. You like uh, the 007? You know something? Um, yeah, the old Sean that uh, passed away. Um, that was a bummer. Um, were you a fan of Sean's? I was, but now one of my friends is kind of crude, so he said, so he's no longer 007, you know, nicest. Now he's 007 feet under. <laughs> I don't think that was nice. Now he's, uh, instead of being... He's double A. He's 007 feet under. 007 feet under. But if I... <laughs> yeah. But if I know him, he's got a really cool casket. He's oh, got sure. everything, all the features, like, you know, cue ball. Yeah, special hidden compartment. Cube all left him stuff in there, yeah, so he can, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, awesome. No, you want to know something? I really, and I am from that era, so um, it was an awesome. 
So when a, when a groundskeeper comes around where, where his, uh, his grave is, mm-hmm. he probably has a button that shoots water at him for the guy. Or oil or something. Sir, sir, what do they call him? His surname. Um, sir Sean, Sir Sean. Sure, sure something. Sir Sean. But since, since we're talking about uh, cemeteries, let me tell you something. One time I... As a sales manager at a car dealership, and I had a guy that was one of my salesmen that had served in Vietnam. Real hard worker, awesome guy, but he tended to go to the negative side on most everything. So if a customer came in with a problem with one of the cars or something, instead of figuring out what the problem is and come up with a solution, he was very negative about the whole thing all the time. So I says, Larry, all we got to do is figure out what the solution is. We already know what the problem is, so let's move on. So well, not everybody's positive like you, you know, not everybody can do that. She says, that's probably not even true anyway. You can't be that positive all the time. I said, listen, we all have problems. How we react to them is what makes a difference. Right, exactly. So then um, I left him alone because I didn't want to argue with him. But then a couple of hours later, I said, hey, you want to go grab a coffee? He says, sure. So we, we went to Dunkin' Donuts, got a coffee. And coffee. I purposely got in the car and went the wrong way on Route 13. And there was a, a cemetery right there. So I pulled into the cemetery. And I'm driving through the cemetery real slow. It was like one of those gravel roads between right. the graves. So I'm driving real slowly, and we're talking. We go down the end, and I turn around, I come back around this way. So after a while, he says, so what are we doing here? When he said that, I slammed the brakes on, on purpose. You know, and the car went, you know, on the gravel. I said, see that one right there, Mary Smith? Since 1974, she has not had a problem at all. Right, so then I went to the next one, and I did the same thing again. I read the name, I said, this guy hasn't had a problem. So after about five of those, he goes, I can't believe we're doing this. Are you here just for that? I says, yeah, because I want to show you that the only people that don't have problems are these people right here in the cemetery. You and I have problems. How we react to them is what makes a difference. So, and I says to him, if you were home, going home tonight after work and you had a flat tire in your car, what would you do? He said, well, I'd change the tire. He says, you sure you wouldn't stay in the car and complain because you have a problem now? You'd actually go to the solution, which is to change the tire and drive home? That's what I'm talking about. That's how life should be. If, if you have a problem... You don't focus on the problem, you, you change the tire and you move on, you keep going. So I think he was like mad at me or something, but anyway, two days later, this is a true story. I got a call from this lady, says, uh, Mr. Cabral, this is uh, so-and-so, you don't know me. My, my husband Larry works for you over there. He says, oh yeah, yeah, so how are you, nice to meet you. She goes, I don't know what you did to him, but whatever you did, thank you so much because he's like a different man now. And I got I get the shivers just thinking about it because that stupid thing to the cemetery they ride, Help change his life a little bit in a positive way. Well, that's because you probably showed him in a way that he was able to receive it. Yeah, when he when I talked about the flat yeah. tire, that, that made sense to him. It made sense to him Yeah, at home. So it makes you realize there's, there's a lot of people out there who are really intelligent. You know, um, they're just not always talked to in a way that they can um, process. And I was coming from a place of trying to help him. No, yeah. like right now one of my tires is low on air, so I wish he was here because... <laughs> <laughs> right that's awesome are that's, you a mechanic you ever work on cars yourself you or? know something um i come from the old days where uh i could set the my old uh timing you could mm-hmm. i could set the timing um it work on the carburetor i could do most of that but now forget it you can just kind of open up the hood it's like what okay you know i i mean honestly it's it's no, not no. anymore. Not any, but well, yes, now it's I all computerized to, anyway. It's like, yeah, it's all computerized. You, you really have to have the equipment and the know-how to do that. I went to the parts store because I needed to buy some wipers for my car. Yeah. This young kid says, can I help you, sir? I said, yeah, you have any muffler bearings for a Toyota? 
Muffler bearings. Muffler bearings. <laughs> Give me some uh, 7 16th ball bearings and uh, some, some, oh yeah, some gauze pads. So he didn't know what to do, right? So he looked at his boss real quick and his boss said, well, look it up. <laughs> so the kid goes, and then the boss kind of winked at me because he knew that, you know, what was going on. So he's on the computer, he says, what year is the car? He says, 2011. So he looked up, he says, I don't find anything. He says, well, I don't know, maybe you guys are out of stock. <laughs> I, looked at, I looked at the boss, the boss says, Look again. I says, come on, leave the guy alone. Give him a break. He says, he, the, the guy says to me, you started it. <laughs> did, he, did he get the guy off the hook or did you? Yeah, he got him off the hook. Right, yeah. He said, no, there's no such thing. God. Oh, my gosh, Tony. Yeah. I, uh, watch out if you ever see this guy walking in your business, folks. I just can't help myself. I know you can't help yourself. I, especially when it's like, you know something? Uh, you are such a proud person. Well, because I know I'm good. Look at this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Show them the shirt. Be phenomenal or be forgotten. So this is a true story right here. Another oh, story. Oh, here we go. My wife and I went to Boston. My family is in Massachusetts. Boston. And then we're get, waiting to board the plane. And they said, uh, we have a full plane today. So if anybody has uh, overhead luggage that you would like us to put on the, on, the, on the regular cargo on the plane, we'll take it with no charge, you know. So I says, yeah. So they put mine through. And then because of that, they moved me up in the boarding queue. So I was like one of the first people that boarded. And there was two stewardesses there. I don't even know if the stewardess is the right name anymore, but two attendants. They were sitting Flight there. attendants. They were blocking the aisle. So I tapped on the shoulder and said, hey, how about letting the customers through? Don't touch me. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I said, hey, how about letting let, let the passengers through? So they looked, and I was wearing a shirt, and one of them said, be phenomenal, be forgotten. What's that supposed to mean? I said, well, if you're phenomenal, people remember you. If you're not... They forget you. She goes, so what makes you phenomenal? I says, I make people laugh every day. She goes, oh, yeah, make me laugh. So I took out my wallet, and I showed her the picture of my pride and joy. And uh, I don't know if you can see it on the show, camera, but it's a picture show of... Show everybody your pride. You probably can't see it, but it's a picture of uh, pride... And uh, joy. And joy. Two different a parts. bottle of pride and a bottle of joy. You know, so pride anyway, and joy. Here's what makes this story interesting, is that oh um, they laughed, right? Oh, my God, hit the button. That was good. But on our way on our way down from Boston, impeccably off timing, but it's cool. Impeccably, there was an American emergency. We take timing and just do things that nobody else. Wait, would is do. this thing on? Yeah. So um, <laughs> we actually had a medical emergency on the plane, so they had to pull pull the plane off, and we landed in, in Jacksonville. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> So, we, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, and they had to bring in an ambulance to get the guy out of the plane and stuff. So we sat there for a while because you can't just get back on. You have to get back in the queue and stuff. And was they, he like laboring and was he in pain? I think he's had a heart attack or something. But anyway, the... Um, God, he skipped through that so fast. You saw he went, I just had a heart attack or something. Hey, let me get down to the damn story. Let me get the story because this okay, is funny. Great. All right. So now, sitting there, and all of a sudden, the attendant comes on the, uh, the speakerphone thing there. She's... Yeah. Well, the passenger that has a picture of his pride and joy in his wallet, please press the attendant button. Oh, so, my so, God. So I press the button. She comes over. She goes, hey, um, I have a guy in the back there that thinks he's really funny, but he's not. He's frustrating me. So would you mind if I show him a picture of your pride and joy? I said, sure, I don't care. So I gave her the, the wallet, and she went over. And because the engines weren't on, because, you know, we're sitting there. She showed it, and I could hear the laughter back there. You know, there were probably three or four rows behind us. So she brings the wallet back. And now all the people next to me are saying, what was that about? I said, oh, she wanted to show a picture of my pride and joy to the guy in the back that was not funny. She goes, what's that mean? So I showed it to them, so they were laughing. 
But that was kind of a funny story. That was an um, inspirational story. Yeah, it was cool. You're like that, Tony. You know, <clears throat> I'm sure we all know people like Tony. He just he's always on. He's always on. The guy's always on. I mean, I've had him call me at like eight, like nine o'clock and stuff about p.m. You know, like when most people are like, <sighs> and he's just like, <laughs> he'll just like he throws these jokes at you, and it's like he's always on. He's always on. I mean, honestly. So, yeah, you know him, and he's great, he, he, and he's very inspirational. He's the kind of guy you probably really want around you when you're, you are having a, a rough time. He really does live his life by that, um, oh, thank you. Yeah. which I wish more people could do. I try. I aspire to do that, but I'm Italian, so, you know, you know how that goes. So, you know I'm Portuguese. Yeah, I got in trouble for that. For calling you Portuguese. Yeah, but that's By the way, don't ever call anybody who's Portuguese. Do not call them Portuguese. I thought it was okay to say Portuguese, but it's not. No, but the thing is that a lot of people think I'm Italian because my name is Tony and the way I look. So I was telling them, actually, I'm Portuguese, and the Portuguese are very similar to the Italians. The only real difference is that the Portuguese are a lot smarter, but the Italians can't tell. So then, what you're saying is we're not that that we're not that smart. Take it however you want. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to like well, this you thing, know, fall you know, into that. You know definitely I mean? get my money's worth out of this. Little no, toy. absolutely. It's just it's getting frustrating though that I got to cue you to do that. You should know that by now. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you a director? No, I am not. I can't direct anything. Although <laughs> I wish I was a director. Um, and uh, anyways, um. So, holiday was good, Um, and I'm really going to kind of stay, you know, the only thing I want to do, I don't want to even talk too much about the presidential thing. I mean, look, you know, everybody wants to talk about it because it's it's the thing to talk about, okay? Um, And I get it, but I don't want to be just one of the crowd like that. Um, What I would like to say is Tony is a Republican and I'm a Democrat. And there are times, I'm sure we're down deep, you know, when we're listening to one another, we do give each other the, the format, the podium, too. And um, no matter what he says about his his um, his party, I never say anything really bad back. I just listen. And he does the same for me. And I think that that's the most healthy thing you can do because anything else that I think you do... Anything, any road you venture down is just going to lead to controversy. I think you just got to like listen to your friends and um, just really not even say too much back and just be respectful. And I think it's hard in the beginning when you do that, but I think the more you do it, I think it becomes a little easier. Yeah, and I told you before, I don't look for agreement, I look for clarity. In other yeah. words, I want to know where you stand, and I want you to know where I stand, but that's it. I don't need to, to agree with you to like you. Absolutely. Well, we, it's like one of those things, um, let's let's disagree, let's agree to disagree. Right. You know, let's agree that we can disagree. And in any relationship, if you can make that kind of like one of your priorities, you know, your, check, your checklist, <clears throat> let's agree <laughs> that we can disagree. That's um. So that's I have awesome. this thing that sometimes I say, it's not that I'm right and you're wrong, or that you're wrong and I'm right. It's just that we don't agree. But in, in that statement, both times I made you wrong and me right. I said it's not that I'm right and you're wrong, 
or that you're wrong and I'm right. See, both times I was right and both times you were wrong. Well, you had me confused, to be honest with you. See what I mean? You confused. You see, see what I mean there? <laughs> Were you confused? I was confused. I was not confused, my friend. I, I was, I was confused. I must say, I was confused, my friend.